first thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on the <laughs> No. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower. Heart. You gotta have heart. Miles and miles of heart. What is heart? Heart is running through a return man when the game is on the line. Heart is giving everything you have in practice, day after day. Heart is finding the strength to run down the field one more time when you can barely breathe. The heart in me pumps Husker Red. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Five Heart Podcast, brought to you by CornNation.com, part of the Jittery Monkey family of podcasts at JitteryMonkey.com, as well as, as you know by now, the SB Nation Podcast Network. My name is Greg Mahochko, joining me as always, the other legs of the tripod, Hoss Reuter, John Dam Johnston. Gentlemen, good talking with you again as always. Great to be commuting with you guys as well. This tripod thing always bothers me. Why? 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 Because my, you don't know which leg of the tripod you are. <laughs> yeah, kind of. It's just uh, anyway. Okay, no, 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 no. Let, let's address this. You don't know if it's the left leg or the right leg I, or the leg that's I want, slapping back and forth across <laughs> the ankles. I want to make John as comfortable as possible. Oh God, that sounds even worse. <laughs> hold on, hold on. John, you're a photographer. You have been yeah. uh, uh, chronicling uh, in in photographs your life and, and your family's life for years. I I've seen pictures of you know that you took when you were in college. So think of it as when I say tripod, I don't. I'm not meaning you know any weird innuendos. I want you to think of a tripod for a camera. Has three legs. Try. It holds things up steadies things you guys steady me i say thank you i my I, god wow that is really nice very deep thank that you that is thank you i don't know so in other words to... so in other words john's not a dick <laughs> no i was gonna say <laughs> I was you, can, you can be both <laughs> i think pirates of the caribbean taught us the question uh-oh your father could be a pirate and a good man Okay, that's not where I thought you were going with that, but uh, right, right, right. So, so speaking of movies, real quick, uh, I think I, I don't know if the general public knows. I'm not sure if we're supposed to talk about it, but starting next month, Coronation.com is going to do uh, weekly movie reviews, starting with movies that uh, I think came out in 1998 or 99, up to you know movies from last year, possibly even this year. So we're going to spend the off season doing that. We are apparently. That's gonna I, be fun. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna say what I'm gonna do for this, but you know, whatever. What I do you mean? It's gonna be like Debbie does Dallas. No, good God, <laughs> that was way in the no, 80s I'm or 70s. I'm gonna shock you people. I'm going to shock you people. He's gonna watch a movie. Well, it's gonna be the shape of water. I have a film studies minor. 
Oh. So did you okay. like have to, in the era that you were in college, did you just like watch Apocalypse Now on repeat with a shit ton of acid? No, but I will tell you a story. You want a story about Apocalypse Now? Yeah. Let's hear it, of course. This was the first date I ever took my wife to. Apocalypse Now? Yes, I think I was 17, she was 16 or somewhere in there. I mean, literally, I've known her since she was about 15 years old. So did this date real quick? Yeah. Did this date, was it like the day after you got paid out, like with your GI Bill after you came home from Nam? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was that expensive. It was uh, really expensive in North Platte, Nebraska to go to a movie then. Oh, I didn't even know North Platte. Okay, here's the deal. Here's the deal. I go out to pick her up. This is my first date with her ever, my first real date with her ever. And I go to the door, and her mother answers the door. And keep in mind, her her mother has been my mother-in-law now for 29 years, okay? Mm-hmm. My, her mother opens the door, and she says, oh, what are you doing? We're going to a movie called Apocalypse Now. And she goes, what is this movie about? And I spew off something to her that's along the lines of, it's about the duality of man and what happens to you when you go deep in the dark recesses of humanity and kill so many people you can't come back. And I spew this long diatribe about some bullshit of what Apocalypse Now is because I read it in some paper or something. And she looks at me and she goes, okay. She's like, oh, that's nice. You two kids have fun. And then we went to this. Then we went to this incredibly romantic movie, and and my wife married me after that. I mean, it was years later, but I have no what the hell. There you go. There's my apocalypse now. Question: This is an important question. We need to know. Was it at a drive-in? No. Okay. That that was that's really. I don't have a follow-up. I just wanted to. Yeah. Did North Platte have a drive-in? I just oh. didn't even know North Platte had movie theaters back in 1863. <laughs> well, they, they, you know, a guy stood up there and cranked on something and other people sang. Oh, I, I bet somewhere there was uh, guys cranking, sure on something. cranking on something. <laughs> I think North Platte did have a drive-in. Okay. Well, that's, uh... I, I don't remember. But that's okay. It's okay. Yeah. It Haas? was a special occasion to go to North Platte in the first place. Okay, what are we doing? I was going to see how Haas's week was. Uh, you know what, Greg? Thank you for asking. You're welcome. Uh, it's been good. Good. Readjusting to normal life after being in Chicago over the weekend. So I'm how- enjoying not being in class because I'm on spring break. How was your trip to uh, the land of Lincoln? Let me tell you, Carl Sandburg might have thought that Chicago, the city of wide shoulders, big shoulders, broad shoulders, whatever adjective you want to use, he might have thought that it was a wicked place, but that's one hell of a town. They sell Coors Banquet in the CVS pharmacies there. I I think we can all agree that uh, the Chicago fire was the best thing to ever happen in Chicago. And let me tell you, Mike Ditka's Steakhouse, I was a little leery of it, thinking that he had a restaurant just to cash in on his likeness. It's some damn good food. Never been. Did you Did you get to uh, any sites? Uh, Navy Pier. Okay. I went to Millennium Park back in October when I was there for that awful Northwestern game. The, uh, so I didn't feel like one back there. The Bean. You know, right, right. Yeah, you went to Flint. And, <laughs> and then 
this time though, Navy Pier, the Chicago River, dyed green, um, got caught in a throng of a bunch of people on a footbridge that took me 45 minutes to get across. That's right, because you went to Chicago over St. Patrick's Saint Day weekend. And I'm pretty sure, because I bought a Bears hat when I was there, I'm pretty sure when I threw on the Bears hat on Sunday as we were leaving town with a red beard and a Bears hat on, I'm pretty sure no one blinked an eye at me. They probably thought, grew up on the south side all my life, you know. A native son. Yeah, I look like an Irish blue collar, you know, south sider. But, in fact, I'm a proud native son of Nebraska. Um, Other than that, it was pretty nondescript. Went to the Frank Lloyd Wright house because the Airbnb that we had was right next to it. That's pretty cool. And at some point you got to Illinois State? Yes, on Friday. Went down there for the graduate school visit. Gotcha. And uh, pretty pretty nice. Tell us about your recruiting trip. Did they give you all kinds of swag and uh, introduce you to hookers and blow? Well, they told me that I had to pay for my own Nike Illinois State hoodie, so that was strike one. Um, There were no hookers, strippers, or various ladies of the evening. There were no illicit drugs. Uh, They were just getting a lot of information on their behavioral psychology and developmental psychology graduate programs. And, of course, I went over to their football stadium. I don't think they know how to recruit properly if they're not doing hook, you know, bring hookers and blow to the party. That's what Colorado used to do for years. Hell, I mean, I should have just walked in their offices and been like, look, if you pay for my graduate degree, I'll work for free as your offensive coordinator for five years after graduation. <laughs> that should have been my pitch. Why didn't you say that? I don't know. I should have just been like, look, Coach Brock's back. You pay for the degree. I'll coach for you for free for five years, but after that, my indentured servitude is over, and I get to go on my way through various levels of uh, coaching football. Hope you like the old Tom Osborne offense. Ooh, I like it. Can we, a little bit of shotgun mixed in, of course. We're going to talk later in the show, we're going to talk football, and a question that I have specifically for you, Haas, but... Right now, let's talk a little bit about that Nebraska men's basketball team because we're recording this on uh, Thursday the 21st. So, of course, uh, last night uh, they were victorious, although at the beginning it did not look uh, too good. I think at one point they were down 14-2. to Uh, They did end up getting their NIT uh, opening round win over Butler. Butler's traditionally a fairly solid basketball program. Um, and, of course, it was at the Pinnacle Bank Arena, which might be probably, depending on what Twitter accounts you read, follow, and believe, might be Tim Miles' last game at Pinnacle Bank. I don't know how the rest of the NIT goes. I know now they're on the road to TCU for their next game, but it's always the higher seed uh, gets the home game. Uh, and TCU. Wait, so this is where we talk about Fred Hoiberg now. Right? Yes, it is. It is. All right, well, did, the did, mayor. Hold on. Did did we want to did we want to talk about this team and this squad before we move on to rumor and innuendo? Well, you know, it really ticks me off. And you okay? You guys know this. I am not the pro walk on guy, Nebraska fan. I want talent, elite talent, blue chip talent. But the fact that Johnny Trueblood is such a good defensive stopper and it's all the way until basically the sun is going down on his collegiate career that he gets into the lineup is ridiculous on Miles' part. 
It was more Johnny True Bloods playing out of necessity uh, because there are only six or seven guys I think who were you know able to play. Uh, I don't. Know, maybe they'll get Allen back for TCU. They, they kept saying that you know he might come back for the Big Ten tournament. He might come back for the NIT. Obviously, didn't dress or play in uh, uh, in the game against Butler. But uh, you know that's the only player who could return from you know the injured reserve or however you want to however you want to label that um but yeah true blood is he's made oh, himself come on. He, he's playing well listen are you really he, you're not gonna you're gonna give the guy minutes but you you wouldn't have started him no that's, Tom, ex- Thomas that's exactly Allen. it that's exactly it you give him minutes like yeah i don't a defensive spark I don't disagree with that, but you're not going to start him over Nana. Oh, you're no. not going to start him over Thomas Allen, and you're not. You wouldn't probably start Amir Harris. Looked like a damn good defender too. Now, do we know what Atkinson got? Nana Atkinson. No. I'm butchering that. Was it just violation of team rules that they? Yeah, it's standard whatever. And it might be something pretty serious. If he's still suspended with how short-handed we are. Yeah, I think I think it's it's. It's fun that we're still playing basketball, mostly because I don't care if Tim Miles what it. I don't. Okay, I don't care what Tim Miles' fate is with regards to this season. We're still playing basketball. I think that's pretty cool. Let's oh, face yeah. it: the best we've ever done is we won an NIT championship once, right? Yeah, ninety-six. Right. So if Tim Miles can pull this off, he'll be of one money. He'll be among one of the best basketball coaches we've ever had. So our Mount Rushmore <laughs> basketball coaches goes Danny Nee, Tim Miles, then Fred Hoiberg. No, it just goes Danny Nee, Tim Miles, and then Fred Hoiberg. No, it does not. No, yeah. you fucking put. Don't do this. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. I, okay, going. if you want to be an optimistic guy, okay, it, can we back up for a second? Hey. Optimism's my middle name. You give me a thousand to one odds on anything, I'll take it. Okay, Lars Anderson. Lars game. Anderson. Lars Anderson was the guy who broke the Scott Frost news. We all knew about Frost long before there. Some people are more dialed in than others. Okay, and, but then again, Lars Anderson is the one that tweets that yes, Fred Horborg is our next coach. Yes. And then today he tweeted. Quote, I'm a Husker fan, grew up in Lincoln, named my son after my hometown. I also love Coach Miles. Think the world of him. I'm also a reporter. So when I'm told things, I share them. Simple as that. Scott Frost will never talk to me again because I reported what I was told. That was his tweet today. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. Other things about who's feeding him the information, but we won't go there. Well, we should. I think it's trashy. I think it's trashy that people at Nebraska's athletic department can't shut the fuck up. Well, yeah. I mean, as it's rap, very, um, it's very um, we are for crying out loud. We're sitting here on a Thursday night in March having a podcast about it. That's how rabid, diehard Husker fans we are. the The hunger for information is there. I want to know what's going on, but at the same time, like if it's your job, if you make a living by working inside that athletic department. You need to keep your mouth shut. Yeah, I don't get. I don't get why like, this. Do, stuff do they leaves. not make them take like an oath of omerta? You would think, like a non-disclosure least, agreement. 
Oh, please tell me someone got the Omerta reference. Hmm. You know, like what the mafia does? Oh, yeah, that. Yeah. It's the uh, Southern Italian Code of Honor and Code of Silence that places importance on silence in the face of questioning by authorities or outsiders. There you go. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, just start watching The Sopranos on HBO. Can I just say that I've never seen the show? I never have seen it up until this past Tuesday. I mean, it's not... Okay, on a tangent, I've seen a few episodes of Sons of Anarchy, and I don't want to watch that show either. I I watched that show for four seasons, and I got just sick and tired of it. That's fair. I, uh... Not a motorcycle guy. I, okay, so so basically, what you're saying is uh, these people can't keep their mouth shut to be shot in the back of the head walking into a room somewhere. I never said that. Okay, I, I'm just I, clarifying. I'm not you're not that vicious. Fellas. No, like I'm not that vicious. I'm actually okay. kind of contrary to a lot of people's opinions. Honestly, I think this makes us look dumb, but I also realize that in maybe a year, nobody will care. No one will care. Yeah. You know, it's one of those. Th- Look at that week between Riley getting fired and Frost getting hired. You know how spun out of control everything was. Like yeah, UC- that's true. UCF fans thought we were like the devil. Yep. That's a weird bunch down there. Yeah, it's kind of funny that we were all on on UCF uh, train when Frost was. You know that that second half of his second year down there. When, when you know, Eichhorst was gone and the writing was on the wall for Mike Riley and everybody was firmly on the Scott Frost bandwagon despite the fact that, I mean, it, it, it seemed the obvious choice, but obviously they had to do their due, due diligence. But Husker fans were so firmly behind that UCF team because of Scott Frost that... I mean, when they went to the bowl game, how many Husker fans showed up? I mean, how many Husker yeah, fans went just to see? Hmm. Yep. And then they turn on us and they hate us for taking well, the their inter- coach. The interesting thing too is how dialed in we all were to UCF the latter half of the 2017 season, and then after Frost, you know, coaches them to the Peach Bowl win. You know, we're all happy that he's here, and people ignore UCF. And I continued watching UCF this year as well, just because I liked a lot of the players they had. But UCF kind of started to get on my nerves late in 2018. You know, <laughs> Did they? When they are still crowing. And it was kind of like the uh, from the dark night, you know, either live, <laughs> either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become a villain. That's what it kind of reminded me of. Like UCF kind of started to become the villain in college football. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, who's, the, who's their coach? Brad Josh Heupel. Yeah, Josh. I, I thought it was Brad Heupel, but no, you're. And I'm amazed at how good of a DC they have. Randy Shannon, the former Miami head coach. Well, he was he was good. He just wasn't Miami. Yeah, even though he wasn't he, a head coach. Yeah, he's a, you know some guys you know some. This is not a racially charged term. Some guys are meant to just be an Indian instead of a chief. Yeah, I have uh, I have Josh Heupel's uh, college book, an autographed copy of that downstairs somewhere. 
Are you I know a closet you, Oklahoma fan? No, but uh, I had the chance to get his book. I, I used to review a lot of books from all over college football. I don't do that as much anymore because, I don't know, I guess maybe you guys could review movies and I'll review books. I'm yeah, a fan of the written word myself. I, yeah. like, I like the books. I don't have time for the books. Okay, That's so so we think Fred Hoiberg Fred Hoiberg's next. The mayor. Yeah. I mean, he, realistically, he's the only guy that would, if you're going to fire Tim Miles, Fred Hoiberg would be the only name that could bring this fan base back together. Even though on Twitter you see some people who are citing his failure in the NBA as reason to keep Miles. Yeah, I get that. Totally different ballgame. Nick Saban failed in the NFL. Yes, he did. I have a lot of angry people on my Twitter feed, but we'll go on without them. We need to get you a personal Twitter. No, I just need to stay off Twitter. No, no, no. Lock it. Make it only available to Coronation staffers to follow. What do you have slack for that? I think the world needs to see the real John Johnston. Oh, my God. I don't think the world needs that at all. Okay. You know what happened? You know what happened? Wrestling tournament. Since I said I'd start covering wrestling, uh, six Nebraska players uh, move on. Wrestlers. They won, they won their players. Did I say players? Wrestling players, yep. Well, God damn it. Uh, I'm sorry. I usually never say that phrase. I usually say fuck. Um <laughs> Hey, you don't take the Lord's name in vain. You know I what know. I mean? <clears throat> okay. So the two that lost, uh, Zeke Moisey, is at 125 pounds, and he lost to Indiana, the Indiana kid, who I think he lost in the first round of the Big Ten Wrestling Tournament. Zeke Moisey was a two-time All-American that transferred to Nebraska uh, from West Virginia, but now he's injured. He's uh, wrestling injured, so he lost. And then our heavyweight... Uh, Hanson lost, so they're going to be in the wrestlebacks. Uh, the other six move on, and then uh, that's wrestling. And then, uh, since we talked last, about a third of the state has been destroyed. Yeah, yes. that's some crazy weather that's been going on. As the sole person on this podcast living in Nebraska, all is well on my end, but a lot of people are displaced, and it's just awful. It it looks horrible. I mean, now here's the thing. I don't watch the Uh, news, you know, local. I mean, I just don't watch televised news. It's depressing. You know, I. Yeah, yeah, I get that. But has there been any real national coverage to what's going on in in Nebraska? Good Morning America was there on like Sunday, but that was really about it. Uh, Most of the stuff, I mean, I was out of town over the weekend in Chicago and the worst of it hit and. I mean, I was just getting stuff off of, you know, message boards that I belong to for Nebraska Athletics and Twitter, face people back home on Facebook. And, uh, you know, oddly enough, for whatever reason, I felt guilty about being out of town while that was going on. Like, I I don't really know why either. You know, it's kind of hard to put into words, but there's just kind of like this nagging feeling of guilt. You know, it's not like I could have done anything about like, it. But. You're Catholic. It, it comes with the territory. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's inherent. <laughs> okay, here's here's what I got today uh, is that the Governor Ricketts has organized this thing called Nebraska Strong, and apparently tomorrow 
from 5 a.m. to 11 p.m. Central Time, uh, the Red Cross is going to help Nebraska with donations. If you call a certain number, we'll need to put this on the website. But yeah. apparently there is a there is a concentrated effort to get donations coming into Nebraska, which is a good thing. Because it looks like it looks like the you know I mean the eastern part of the state got annihilated by giant blocks of ice flowing down the river. I mean some of these videos are absolutely they're amazing and they're horrifying because you know that they've affected people's lives. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You know that they've probably destroyed a lot of people's lives. And you What's know in the crazy. western part of the the western part of the state, you've got uh, the livestock being completely buried in snowstorms and shit like that so what's crazy is you know when i got home on sunday dropped off my friends and then grabbed the returned my rental car and grabbed my personal car i was heading back out to gretna and didn't you know you never thought anything was going on when you're on west dodge until you get out to elkhorn you start seeing you know you can't go further west on dodge past 204th street and then you know two and a half miles two and a half three miles away from where i live the Elkhorn River Bridge that for Highway 92, that got completely destroyed by the flood. But when you're in town, you'd never know anything was going on. Wow. Yeah, it's just different worlds, you know. It's like, I don't mean to trivialize, you know, like Katrina, by Hurricane Katrina by any means, but it's like when New Orleans and the lower, you know, the Ninth Ward and those wards that sat lower, below, even more below sea level... When those were all flooded out, you had places, you know, suburbs that were completely fine. You know, it, life continued as usual. If it, this is for anybody out there, if you Google hashtag Nebraska strong, the uh, I don't know the saying or or the rallying cry, whatever you know that you want to call it. When you Google that, you see uh, a KETV Omaha story from earlier in the week that says NBA donates $20,000 to Red Cross for statewide Nebraska Strong Drive for flood relief. I clicked that because I'm like, well, that doesn't look like the NBA logo. <laughs> Thinking, and also, what does the National Basketball Association, what stakes do they have in Nebraska Is except the for the Nebraska Omaha beef? stakes? It's the Nebraska Broadcasters Association. Huh. So they made a $20 or $20,000 donation. Um, I was going to say twenty dollar. Right, no. Um, the donation kicks off as John mentioned uh, today. Uh, you know, Friday, the Nebraska Strong Drive for Flood Relief takes place uh, from five a.m. to eleven p.m. I'm just looking to see if there's any specific way that uh, you can. Oh, here's here's the phone number. This is helpful. You can donate on Friday today, five a.m. to eleven p.m. by calling toll free one. 1- Eight four four two seven eight eight five five five. Again, that's one eight four four two seven eight eight five five five. And you know, call that number, and I guess go through their uh, uh, process, and and uh, uh, you know, you can donate to the Red Cross and, and help uh, help out the good people of the state of Nebraska. So there you right go. on. Omaha Steaks has donated the use of its call center, which will be staffed by Red Cross volunteers. Speaking of Omaha Steaks, 
uh, personnel from the Office of uh, Governor Ricketts, the Nebraska State Patrol, the American Red Cross, KETV, and the NBA have all contributed their time and expertise. That's pretty awesome for LeBron to do that. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't resist. <laughs> well, that, that's why I said, you know, didn't didn't realize that uh, NBA had any stakes in Nebraska except for the Omaha ones, but uh, and here that is popping up in the bottom of the story. So thank you, KETV Omaha for the information that I read from the internet. How's that All for right, you, what else, Do we have anything else for news? Yeah, Husker hockey. Husker hockey. Not much to report. Uh, we, we, <laughs> how about that? There's not a whole lot to report, except that uh, some of their players uh, were Pacific uh, Conference Award recipients. Did you know that? No, I did not. Billy yeah. Billy. We don't say that, Hoss. You did know they, better did than they, Did they already play in their national tournament? No, that's actually next weekend. Uh, next weekend. Oh, they, it's that far out. Okay. Yeah, there's there's a few weeks in between the, the regional and the uh, uh, the national uh, tournaments. But, yeah, next week they're heading down to uh, Frisco, Texas. And we just talked about, uh, uh, you know, giving for uh, Nebraska strong. Uh, but if you are so inclined to help the Nebraska men's hockey team uh, – you know they're paying pretty much everything out of pocket, but if you're so inclined to make a donation, it's going to cost. I think they said about fifteen thousand dollars for their uh, trip down to Texas and lodging and all that other stuff for the team. Um, uh, you can, I, th- I think it's the NU Foundation's website, uh, which I shared earlier in the week uh, and donated uh, as well. I'm not pat, I don't say that to pat on my back. I'm just saying I put my money where my mouth is. So, um, so there you go. You can try to get anyway. Uh, let's, uh, recognize three players, uh, that were all Pacific region, uh, team honorees, Jordan Hank, uh, who is the first team. He's also the player of the year. Then you had Ben Raymond, who's the first team, uh, honoree and Bennett Stanchfield, who's the third team, uh, player and, and uh, a goalie, the goalie. So, uh, not bad. It shows that, uh, uh your netminder is, Doing all right when he's, uh, you know, the the third best goalie in the region, right? Huh? You like that? Yes, that's true. I mean, he's playing with some juice, a little fire. Yes, sir. Probably not. Probably not best to play with the fire on the ice, though. Yeah, you don't need a soupy mess. <laughs> that that John, are you traveling to go watch the hockey? What's that? Are you going to travel to go watch Nebraska hockey? Oh, I wish I could. I'll tell you what. Uh, if 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 we paid attention to this a couple of years ago, we we could probably send Brian. To, could, could have sent Brian there. It would have been in his backyard. Oh, that's true. That's true. Because it was in another area outside of Dallas. So uh, not to say he, he'd probably be like, I'm, I, Greg, you come down. You can stay at my house, but I'm not going to go watch hockey. I don't know if Brian ever really liked hockey that much. He he was the Dallas Stars fan, but he liked all the Dallas teams because he's crazy. He loved Husker football and Texas Rangers. Baseball. He he loved the Texas Rangers and he, he hated it when I would uh, share the Game Six World Series highlights uh, when David <laughs> Freeze you know, hit that home run and Joe Buck says, "We will see you tomorrow night." He he oh he speaking of you you, you know using the Lord's name in vain he. Uh, 
I, I got the GD phrase every time I, I sent that to him on Twitter or on Facebook or something. And then he'd call me an asshole. So, uh, but yeah. I, he loved the bowling too. I had never thought actually about the subject of drilling balls before he came along. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, there were many a times we talked about drilling balls, and I really just would kind of humor him and go, I don't know what it's like to drill balls. This person came in and they wanted balls drilled for fifteen dollars. We charge sixty. Okay. Shit. Didn't know that Brian worked at Dr. John's. Well, you know. Speaking of, <laughs> you know, I will say this: there is a science to drilling balls. You better get your holes right in the right place and with the right like depth. And the right size. Otherwise, that that ball is destroyed forever. That's true. Speaking of Brian, remember the how him and I would go back and forth about how much I hated Chipotle. Yes. I decided to go. I decided to give Chipotle another shot on Tuesday after I got off work. How'd that work, work out for you? I went back the next day for lunch. You're insane! Wow. Yeah, it was good. It was really good. I uh, I find Chipotle to be overrated. You know, it's not like, oh, my God, it's so awesome. Like, I could eat this every day for the rest of my life. But I was after I ate it, I was like, okay, I'm glad I gave it a second shot. First time I ate it back in, like, 2015, I got sicker than a dog from it. I, uh, do you well, all- it must have been one of them rat restaurants they have. Yeah, yeah, they must have been serving some Bray Rat. <laughs> Do you all have a uh, Moe's? Probably get sued for that. I don't know. <laughs> you never know. SB Nation, how's our legal counsel? Well, they do have a legal department that has helped me out a couple times. So I won't say any more about that. We'll just leave that hanging. Well, what, were you facing like RICO charges? No. No, I, I heard this guy took this oath of Omi taught us and uh, I was going to shoot him. And then they said, no, don't do that. So I should probably them after I said that Nebraska Athletic Department staffers need to take an oath of omerta. I like it. Okay. Do you guys guys have any any Moe's Southwest Grills in your area? We do not. No. I just want to say and uh, it is far and away better than Chipotle. Have you ever had Pepper Jacks? No. Pepper Jacks is pretty legit. Have I don't. You ever I rarely had, go out to eat. Have you ever had Qdoba? Oh yes, I love their pulled pork. Wow, it's not horrible. Um, I'm 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 looking at Google at the moment. Have you ever had Rocky Mountain oysters? No, I haven't either. Did you know? Fun fun story, and then we'll take a time. Well, that's out. a that's a story for another podcast because that's a long story. No, it, it's a it's a short short story. Um. A few years back, USA Today was running a uh, a contest. Like you know, people could log in, or not you know, not necessarily log in, but people could go online on the website and vote for most unique uh, high school mascot nickname. Now, is it the syrup makers? No, uh, the the winners ended up being from my area, the Centralia Orphans. Overrated, <laughs> they're the worst. Um, pretty much people in the world. Uh, but my favorite that uh, I don't know how they did not, uh, win. It's the rock. I think it's like Rocky mountain high 
and they are the Rocky Mountain Oysters. Oh, man. <laughs> and I'm not joking. Wow. Uh, Who would call themselves the orphans unless was it an orphanage? No, it, what happened, the, the story goes, uh, by the way, for a number of years, they were the winningest high school boys basketball team in the country. Uh, then they had a few bad years, but they're they're horrible people. Um, but uh, no, what happened was like they they were they were playing in the state tournament like this is like a hundred years ago or something, and they didn't really have uh, any official type of uniform. And I guess one of the newspaper reporters or who you know journalists who's covering it said, "Oh yeah, they look like a bunch of orphans." You know, when you could say such a thing and you know not yes. be. Right, you know, Twitter wouldn't light you up for for making the comment. So that they they went with that. They're the Centralia orphans and orphan Annies for the girls' teams. Speaking of your neck of the woods, Greg, oh, when I was in God. normal Illinois. How far away from where you hail was I? I'm glad you asked. Yes, that's a very good question that I don't have an answer for at this very second. Uh, let's see here. If I go to directions and I type in my town, because I know you didn't come see me. I know, I know. You were just over, depending on the route, between two and a half to three hours away. I'll tell you what. If I have to end up going back to normal for a graduate school interview after I apply and hopefully get accepted, I will come break bread with you. I'll buy, and it'll be barbecue, and it'll be delicious. Barbecue. Wow. And John, that's a standing invitation for you. You come down this way ever, I'll buy you barbecue and it'll be delicious. Okay, I like that. I mean, you can't go wrong. It, even if it's not delicious, you're not paying for it, so you're not out of anything. <laughs> but it is delicious. Okay. All right. For delicious barbecue. Do we have to take a break? Yeah, we actually yeah, need to do Yeah, we sell some bacon or blue chew, whatever it is. Blue chew, if you want a super hard, we'll be back. And we're back. Greg Mahochko here, as well as Hoss Reuter and John Dam Johnston, the toughest some bitch in SB Nation. You said one, and I was completely unprepared. I thought it was three, two, one. I said three, two, one. <laughs> did you? Yeah, he did, John. Goddamn lag on the internet. See, I said that GD <laughs> thing. What you guys are doing Smart. to me? I gotta tell you. I gotta tell you. Uh, I had this week where I ran out of brain seizure medicine. And it's, it was not a good week for me, personally. No, well, uh, let's talk about that because, you know, aside from the you know, the seizure medicine, it also, you know, helps, I get, I, or if based on what I read in the Slack and, and, and talk with you and whatnot, it kind of helps keep the headaches and, and migraines at bay? It does, it does. It, what uh, happens is uh, uh, I, I have chronic headaches from the brain injury I had from being dead for too long. How many fucking people, you know, can say that? That's why you're the toughest uh, sumbitch in SB Nation. There you go. But uh, I, I ran out of my brain seizure medicine and uh, I didn't realize that it, it the prescriptions went to zero and in order to get it refilled, I had to go back and see a neurologist, which I did just today. It'll take two days for it to catch up or kick in again. But I wanted to read you this Slight piece that's uh, the first thing I saw when I opened open this, uh, the bag, the bag, <laughs> open the prescription. It says uh, somebody holding the bag call, for you, John. Call doctor 
if you experience mood changes, sadness, depression, or fear. This sounds like every freaking week in Nebraska sports. That's what this sounds like. That's what I thought of when I read that. I thought, oh, my God. But are, you, are you a little too close to the action? Do you need to pump the brakes? <laughs> what does that mean? I, we need to put you, get do, you some R&R. Do we, yeah. Do, do you need a, a timeout, a, a little separation from it all? I feel, no, like, I feel like no, I'm trying I, to sell you a timeshare. No, Do you just want to get away? <laughs> no, actually, I don't. When I, you know what happens when I get away? I get bored, and then I drink myself to death. Well, we don't need that. No. Yeah. We, right. wanna, so we, we want worse. you to drink yourself to laugh, not to death. Okay, yes. And that's, uh, that's actually, uh, this week has been a, a week of dealing with very severe headaches, and uh, I used Guinness to get me through it. I know that this is probably a not a good thing, but I've told both my cardiologist that, and I told the neurologist that today, and they both looked, they both looked at me, and my cardiologist looked at me, and he said, this works. And my neurologist today uh, looked at me and he goes, yeah, I get that. So, you know, I mean, these are guys dealing with very sick people. So, you know, when you look at stuff like, uh, I don't know, alcoholism, they're probably like, yeah, whatever, who gives a shit? I don't, this is just me, you know, I'm not a doctor. I don't, I I shouldn't have to say that, but I do. Um, You're not, when, when, you're, we joked, you know, before we went to the break. You, you know, I was getting more water. Haas was uh, uh, draining the lizard. That going back to seventh grade with that one, and uh, and you were getting another Guinness. But I mean, be realistic, John. And I'm not like this isn't like AA or anything like that. But like, is that what your second Guinness of the night? Maybe. I mean, but you need to apologize for some things that you've done to others. Oh my God! What? I'm really old. I have to apologize for things I've done to others for hours. <laughs> Your family asked us to have an intervention. With you. Oh, well, they probably would. Okay, here's the thing. Tonight I have Guinness and Boddington's. Do you know what Boddington's is? Sounds skeevy. <laughs> Boddington's, Boddington's is Boddington's a is pub a, ale. It's an English it, pale ale. Yes, it is. It's a English pub ale. It's a uh, I, I like the two together. They're kind of like eating bread. Is it? And they're um, actually, here's the thing with Guinness and Boddington's is they're not high in alcohol content, so I have that to defend myself. Here, Here's the thing about uh, Boddington's. Um, it's actually a regional brewery in Manchester, England, uh, which owns pubs throughout the Northwest, and it's uh, best known for its Boddington's. I'm guessing you're drinking a Boddington's bitter. No, it's just labeled pale ale. That's all it is. Pub ale, I'm sorry. Okay. I don't drink pale ales. They're bitter, and I'm already a bitter person, so I I think that I shouldn't add to that. Uh, so that's 4.6% alcohol by volume. It's uh, the higher version of Boddington's Draft uh, Bitter. It's been brewed since 1993 for the export markets, uh, and Boddington's is available in the United States courtesy of uh they're owned by anheuser-busch inbev which uh, acquired whitbread beer company in 2000 oh my god i didn't know all this how do you know this 
I because I read up on beer and Whitbread is actually um, you you mentioned that it has it's kind of like drinking bread, right? But that's because well, I mean it, yes. I, but that that's the Whitbread name came came from that because they used. Uh, I, I just I have this book. It, it is the comic book story of beer, and it's a, a delightful about 180 pages, you know, graphic novel story. But it tell, tells the history of beer, you know, through all of civilization and even before. Uh, you know how uh, monasteries and abbeys and places like that, you know, brewed beer and 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 anyway, uh, talks about different regions and and the beers that they're famous for, be it you know Belgium or Germany or England or you know the American pale ales, things like that. But Whitbread was one that I remember reading about, and I'm not going to get all the details right because you know I, I've drank beer since I read the book about beer, obviously, um, but. You know that I believe they used some of like the I don't know if it's leftover yeast or what, but they're, they're, the the reason it's called wit bread, I think, is because it has something to do with bread as well. You know, in in the brewing process. So, I'm, I'm wow, done. I didn't know I hit a nerve here. No, no, it's 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 actually uh, it. If I sent you the book, John, would you read it? Sure. Okay. It's about beer. It, it's it's a it's a good book. Uh, you know, like I said, it's it's a graphic novel. It, it resembles a comic book, but it's it's it's. I sat down in, in this past weekend and finished about the last hundred pages of it because I'm like I'm dedicating myself to getting, uh, you, you know, to finishing this this story. So, um, anyway, good stuff. So anyway, uh, that's our beer conversation, everybody. <laughs> now we're gonna talk a little bit about football. 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 I know what? I know what you're thinking, everybody. How can we talk about football? It's spring break. There's not really much to talk about. I know what I'm thinking about football. You're thinking about shooting games? Well, no. Actually, I was thinking about, is it just me or is this a year in which we, I mean, last year we heard everything about football. We heard every bloody damn thing. Is it just me or is there not a lot of news coming out? No news is good news during off seasons. Well, this is good. This is a good point. Well, the thing about it though, last week we talked about Maurice Washington, uh, and we don't really have anything new. And that I was just wanting to talk a little bit about uh, the junior outside linebacker JoJo Doman, and I bring him up because he's—I don't want to call him an enigma. He's just kind of been uh, a little bit. Uh, injury plagued to the point where, as I was reading, and this is from Huskers.com, uh, I'm not going to lie, I'm not going to try to cheat and say that I know everything, but this is from the NU Notebook that came out uh, about a week and a half ago. Uh, you know, Brian Rosenthal's uh, article uh, titled Doman Seeing Gains. But I didn't realize that Doman, this is like the first off season, like the the healthiest that he's been since the off season before his senior year in high school. Yep. Because he had two ACL injuries. Um, There's an ACL and a hip. I, it was something. It was some major stuff. Uh, let's see. He sat out the 17 season redshirted because of injury after playing in 2016 mm-hmm. as a true freshman. 
He had a stress fracture in his back last August that became so unbearable. He sat four straight games after playing in the season opener against Colorado. Um, and started his first start was against Ohio State, and that's kind of how they opened up the article. Uh, Rosenthal did was talking about the the kind of moment that maybe put him on the map uh, as far as in front of these coaches uh, was when he did the uh, uh, sack fumble on Dwayne Haskins. And uh, this game against Ohio State was one of the best performances we had out of a player last year. Offense or defense, in my opinion. Um, just briefly, his uh, even though they lost, uh, you know, he had the the fumble or the sack fumble had a pass breakup, career high seven tackles. They they say that he's you know redistributed weight. Uh, he is uh, trying to find it here. Six one two thirty. Talk to me, Hoss. Outside linebackers, what is a good size for an outside linebacker, especially, you know, versus an inside linebacker? Or, you know, like like they said, they were having him play at safety a little bit last year. But what's the – and maybe it's changed a little bit with perhaps the, the hybrid uh, type of player. But talk to me a little bit about what might be a uh, uh, an ideal frame or ideal size for an outside linebacker. Really – He's playing the Sam strong side linebacker nickel position. He's got to be aligning to the field a lot. So offense is on the hash. You know, he's going to align out to the field, you know, towards their passing strength, twins or trips against most offenses in today's college football. And his size is pretty, pretty prototypical. Um, Shaquem Griffin was about the same size. You know, he might've been a little bit taller. He's in that 230 to 235 range. And at that position, he's just got to cover a lot of ground. You got to be able to cover slot receivers, you know, into the flats on screens. You got to be able to defend, you know, the hook zones, you know, when they run hook routes, carry slot receivers vertically up to the safeties. You have to be able to stop the run, rush the passer. The strong side nickel position in Shenander's defense is kind of the, you know, the utility player in baseball, you know, they have to be able to do it all. And so what he showed against Ohio state was really, you know, a nice preview of what he can be if he stays fully healthy, you know, especially during off seasons where most gains in athleticism and explosiveness are made. So I'm really excited about what he can put together this year. He's saying here in the report that he's squatted as much as six hundred forty-five pounds. I want people. To, I want people to think about that. That's three of me. And I don't say that as like you know, brag because you know a few years ago I was two seventy something. Now I'm about two fifteen or two eighteen. But I just I, I think of three of me stacked on essentially somebody's shoulders, and uh, <laughs> I just can't help but laugh because. It's so imperceptible in my mind. Um, obviously, the fact that he's 100% healthy, uh, you know, in his words, uh, helps quite a bit. But if he's the the Sam linebacker, who's the, the Mike linebacker? Uh, the two inside linebackers in Shenander's scheme 
One's going to be Mo Berry. Oh, sure. Right. The other one, I'm hoping it's a guy like Will Honus. I hope he continues to improve after that knee injury that he suffered against Purdue last year. So because we needed Honus against, you know, the Big Iowa. Ten schedule. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and we weren't going to beat Wisconsin where, you know, especially where we played them in the schedule on October 6th. But he could have helped. He's that downhill kind of prototypical Big Ten linebacker. But I think it'll be Barry and Honus at the inside linebacker positions. Then the outside linebacker spot, though, will um, probably Tyron Ferguson, um, Breon Dixon, if he can come around and start. What happened to that guy? From what I, you know, from what I understand, it's just kind of, uh, you know, some off the field issues that he needs to address. Yeah. Which, you know, you gotta, you gotta be squared away. You gotta, you gotta do things right. So I'm really excited though, to see what Jojo Doman can do at that position as a full-time starter, because like Luke Gifford played his balls off game in and game out, but he was athletically limited at that position. So getting a guy like Doman out there to really kind of start to be able to cover ground, be a rangy defender, that would be huge for this defense. Because if you can have a guy who can shut down bubble screens with as many as you see in today's college football, that goes a long way in starting to box the offense in a little bit. Stupid question uh, on the way. But as you were explaining that, especially towards the end there about bubble screens and things like that, what would you rather have as a coach? Would you rather have the advantage being gifted athletically or the football mind? Does that make sense? Like, Levante David. Well, that's... That's a really tough question to answer because just like in racing or other things, I guess, there's no replacement for displacement in terms of engine size. Sure. Um, but then again, a guy can be, you know, one, a great athlete, but he doesn't buy in, you know, and he's not, maybe he's not uh, football savvy, doesn't have a fo- high football IQ. That's, that's what I mean. It pains me to point to this as a reference. Iowa develops a lot of guys who, you know, are intelligent football minds. Um, I, I'm really on the fence because you got to be able to defend speed and space in today's college football. But you also have to have guys who just kind of have that understanding of football. They, you know, high football IQ. I, uh... <laughs> I, I think you realize you realize Randy Moss all he ever did was run down the field and leap in the air. Yeah, but if you ever like really like watch that guy, like that guy was a technician. No, I don't want to give him that much credit. He's a fucking Viking. <laughs> you live in Minnesota. Yeah, well, I'm a Green Bay game. The guy, oh, the guy. God. Fuck that. Fuck Randy Moss. God, you he like tried to run that. over a police officer in downtown Minneapolis. Let, let me guess. You have a painting of Aaron Rodgers in your home. I don't. I. I that's kind of weird. Can I, can I ask it? Weird while, guy? while we're on the subject, 
<laughs> Honestly, John, what what was your honest to God take when Brett Favre became a Viking? Traitorous bastard. Okay, that's fair. Um, what about when he became a Jet? Nobody cares. He was he still was wearing jet? green. Yeah, for yeah, what? A couple seasons? Or just one? Oh, whatever. Who one. gives a shit about the Jets? I mean, he might as well have become a, one of my winos in the alley. You're going to be a Jet. I, I guess the. I will say this about Brett Favre. Okay. Uh, my next door neighbor was one of my best friends. He passed away years ago, pancreatic cancer. The last game I ever watched with him was Brett Favre's game against New Orleans. And it literally was the only time in my life that I rooted for the Vikings. Only time. And I, because I thought, you know, the Packers weren't in the playoffs, I don't think, at that time. And I said to myself, why can't my friend Tim have nice things? So I rooted for the Vikings. And then they got, <laughs> fucked, they got pummeled. I mean, they killed Brett Favre. They killed him in that game. Yeah, so, so the genesis of my question, um, back to, you know. By the way, all I ever have is sad stories, just so you know. No, like Elton you don't John always. said, sad songs say so much. <laughs> Except for the one about Apocalypse Now and my wife. My wife's pretty nice, and I don't know why she married me, but let's go on. <laughs> your mother-in-law probably still thinks you're a weirdo. Oh, She's accepted me by now. You know why? Because uh, you gave her grandkids. No, because I live no. in Minnesota and she lives in Nebraska. That's fair. I, I guess the genesis of my question, Haas, was, you know, you, you hear so many times or you see, you've see you seen it so many times, you know, like a, a DB, you know, making a wrong, like a safety or something like that, t- taking a wrong angle when when a wide receiver's going down the sideline or something like that, making making the taking the the wrong angle towards the ball or towards the, the, the ball carrier. And so I just didn't know if – I mean, like, yeah, if you're, you know, fast enough, uh, then so, you can chase you know, them down. But can I can I take technique, a shot at this? Technique, go ahead, sure. John. Okay, here's what I want. I want three guys on my football team that are the most talented players on both sides of the ball. I want. It doesn't matter if it. Well, I'd like a quarterback and a wide receiver, and let's say a running back or the left tackle. I'd rather have a quarterback, be the most talented. quarterback, a pass rusher, and a cover corner. Right, but not the smartest. Okay, Pat. But the rest of them, the rest of them need to be football smart. In other words, you're going to divide your team. If I was going to build a team, I'd say I want like three guys that maybe aren't the brightest people when it comes to football talents or football smarts, but they have more talent than everybody on planet Earth. The other eight guys on each side of the ball can be really smart about what they're doing on the field. Okay, so, so it's a division. I want to. I, I want to. I, I, I can see where you're coming from on that, and I am inclined to agree. I want to ask you guys if this you question: have Some talent. If you have some talent, three guys. You know, not some, but great talent and three guys on each side of the ball. You can fit other pieces around them that are just smart, good football players. Not great. Right. Right. Let, let me ask you guys. I, th- I think that if when you look at, I'm cutting you off, Greg. Yeah, I know. But that's all right. Okay. When I, I when I think of when we look at when we go back when we go and look at next year, right, and we say who are going to be the best teams in the Big Ten that we have to beat? What's the first thing I know? What the first thing I look for is, and that is playmakers. And if you don't have playmakers, you're not going to well, be a good team. 
if if you were to ask me this a little bit of a broader perspective on great football players versus smart football players and what you just said about what you look for on each team, the things that I look for on each team when I'm looking at, you know, who we're playing this next season, how good are they up front on both sides of the ball? So I would rather have my great players on the offensive line and the defensive line. Oh my God, you were just sucking up to Nebraska fans. No, that's where it all begins. That's where the rubber meets the road, pal. <laughs> it's true, though. You know. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. We're okay. gonna we're gonna Enjoy put that to the cal- test. I'm sure you sit there wearing your Calabrasca shirt, wishing that Keyshawn Johnson Jr. didn't flake out. Well, I do wish that Keyshawn Johnson Jr. didn't flake out, but he's know. never going to be a good player. That's a big word. Never. Yes. Ever, ever. <laughs> never say never. And then you apply it. You put that stuff behind it. It's like, oh. All right. That's too bad. That's too bad. I have a very serious question for both of you guys. I want you to, to think oh about Oh, my God, it. a serious question. Well, in, in regards to what we were just talking about. Okay. You, you were, John, the, the phrase that you used was build a team around. So I want you guys each to pick one player on this current roster and and you could do one on offense one on defense however Adrian Martinez well you can do you had to disclaim that one come Adrian. on no I won't even <laughs> take a defensive player Adrian you, Martinez you bastard <laughs> I would say one 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 husker to build you build the program around to build a program, well, you have to. I think in this offense, it has to be the quarterback because the quarterback has to. In Scott Frost's offense, and correct me if I'm wrong, Haas. No, uh, you're spot on. I mean, you have to make decisions so quickly as the quarterback. If, if he doesn't have a good quarterback, he's screwed. Yeah, you saw what happened at Oregon back in like '07 when Dennis Dixon went down. You know they they were cobbling together games at that point. So you have to have a trigger man in this offense. But I think I think along with that, I think along with that, and I'll go contrary to what every Nebraska fan thinks. Uh, since you chose Martinez, I'll choose like a, a JD Spielman. Ooh, that's not bad either. But who's going to get him the ball? Well, yeah, Riker you Fife. Have to, I mean, you can't. Adrian Martinez isn't just going to run down the field and throw the ball to himself. We're talking yeah. about teams here, you shit ass. <laughs> All right, fair enough. What are you going to have? Eleven Adrian Martinez's? Yeah, I, I would think. Oh. I would think that if you could manage that, that you'd be a pretty successful football team. Yeah, we'll just you know we'll get five of them in the weight room, you know, eating at KFC every day, build them into some offensive linemen. Yeah, you know what this would be? This would be a good episode of Rick and Morty. That's what that would. Be. <laughs> oh, Rick. Oh, we got Adrian Martinez in every position. Who's going to catch the ball? Uh, he'd probably be a pretty damn good wide receiver as well. All right, but second, second, my second player would be a, a guy who can play uh, wide receiver and still do like uh, what do you you know what I mean? The the sweep things that killed us against Wisconsin. Oh, jet sweeps. So yes, come on, like J.D. Spielman, who you just yeah, said. yeah, that's. Who's the new guy this year? Come on, I'm, I'm Wandale Robinson. Yes, there you go. 
See that guy. He'd be a damn good player. I think that I think that you know Nebraska fans were used to watching like the uh, I am hip Jarvis Redwine, Roger Craig, you know Mike Rozier, go on through the years Damon Benning. My God, I'm old. Well, that's okay. I'm just including betting in there. You know what I mean? Amon Green. Lawrence Phillips. Yes. We're used to watching the guys that ran over people, and I think that this offense is just not that. DeMondo Zigbo ran over people. He did. And he was fast enough to run away from people. He was when it got cold. Yeah. He's he's an all-wheel drive vehicle. I don't know. I think it's a goddamn shame. See, I'm using, <laughs> my God, I am just, oh, my God, I don't ever do this. Uh, I shouldn't be laughing. I shouldn't feel like I'm encouraging you. <laughs> it's, a, it's a shitty It's a shame that uh, we have months to go. I know. I'm going through the worst of it right now. Well, it'll get even worse in, like, July. Yes, it will. I hate the month of July. July 4th, hey, happy 4th of July. Let's drink some beer, cook some food, watch fireworks. Okay, when's football season start? Wait, wait, wait. What about July 5th? Oh, July 5th, that's when the depression sets in, man. <laughs> like, I'm cool with summer all the way up until July 4th, and then after that, I'm like, okay, let's end this. Well, I guess you know you're what? not invited you, to my in birthday July, party. In July, you could just go see a neurologist and uh, get this medicine. Maybe I will. <laughs> will it make the off season go by faster? No. Not really, no. Damn. So I and guess then, I know. guess you're not invited to my birthday party on July 5th in Oz. Well, I'm very sick. July 5th. Okay, let's make it July 6th. That, that's better. Thank you. In. You know we're, what you're going to have? Do. Cake. We're going to have punch. It's going to be great. We'll have bouncy houses for the kids. You know what you could do? What could, What are we going to do? Commit crimes. <laughs> Commit we, crimes, we, and we you we have to run the, from the police, and that will make the off season go much faster. Also, be in damn good shape if I'm doing all that running. Exactly. Yeah. I could. Okay. could could you imagine Hoss being like trailed down on cops? You know, like he's trying to jump a fence, but obviously it's too high and he's not going to make it. And the cop's going to pull him down by his belt or something. I'm thinking then of, uh, oh, brother, where art thou? I can't even say this shit. <clears throat> no, I'd never be on cops. I'd never get caught. That's what everybody on cops thought. No, I'd be the worst. I'd, I'd be criminal i'd be caught the second after i did something <sighs> my god we're drifting off into madness i think that's a cue to call it, it nice. i i don't disagree uh husker basketball team is in action sunday night uh they are going to be taking on tcu at the home of the horny frog i mean horned frogs um and that is going to be in uh in texas where it's Texas. The stars at night are big and bright. That's what I hate saying. to say this, but I, I want to say it. I hope that Nebraska somehow wins the NIT. And then we hire Fred Hoiberg. Yeah, I, I want to make I want Tim Miles to make this as difficult as possible because you realize, like we said earlier, if he wins the NIT, he's going to be the second best Nebraska basketball coach ever. And I'm okay with you know what I'm okay if we fire Tim Miles. I've had uh, two Guinnesses now. That's yeah. all it takes, apparently, for me to betray people. <laughs> hey, two, Brute. Yeah, two Guinnesses and a Boddington. 
And uh, you know what? I don't, I don't give a shit about you anymore. Wow. That's what happens. Uh, um, so <laughs> I wanted to, I, because, because I don't like how this has been handled. I stressed that earlier and I want to say it again before we're done. I don't like the fact that people in the athletic department can't shut the fuck up. <laughs> I would, I would agree with that a hundred percent. Uh, whole cloth. Uh, well, it, it's, you know, loose lips sink ships, you know, and, uh, it, it's a shame that it, whether you th- you think he should be fired or thought he should be fired last year or, or wherever, whatever you think y- your opinion of, of Tim Miles and the situation is, I mean, he's coaching essentially without a safety net. I mean, uh, on borrowed time, whatever. I'll give him that. Hmm? He's coaching his balls off. Yeah. I'll definitely give him that. He is. And he's doing it with like six or seven guys, which is, yeah. you know. It, it, like it's like a remake of Hoosiers. It, very much so, and uh, um, you know, so I I feel for him, um, and I, I and that's the 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 hardest part about this is that I like Tim Miles as a person, and I think he's a good coach, and I hope. Here's the thing: I hope they win the NIT so that he can, and this is going to sound weird saying it, but he, so that he can fail upwards. You know, like he 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 might lose the the Power Five job, but. You know he he can land on his feet if that's the way it goes. I don't want I don't want Tim Miles to be sitting around, you know, and, and unless Tim Miles chooses to sit around, I don't I, I want him to continue to do what he appears to love, and I want him to be successful at it. Uh, and and I've said this from the beginning that I wanted it to be at Nebraska. Um, you know, I wanted him to get that first tournament win and them to erect the statue. Uh, didn't it, it, it hasn't happened yet. But like you said, John, I want I want this to be as difficult and gut wrenching a process as possible for the people who have to make these decisions. Wow, we're just bastards, Dilly. huh? Huh? Yeah. So anyway, uh, Nebraska versus TCU Sunday night. It's going to be a late game. Tip off is at eight thirty Central Time. Um, it's going to be on ESPNU. I was I, I listened to the game on the TuneIn app uh, this past Wednesday night and fell asleep when there were just a couple of, of minutes le- uh, left. I was listening to it. I felt like a kid again. I used to listen to like high school basketball broadcasts and, and Cardinal games and, and and things like that on my little radio that was in my bedroom when I was a kid. So I haven't listened to a game on the radio like that in years. Uh, so it kind of took me back, and you know, I didn't really think about that till just this minute. But. Uh, um, Go Big Red and uh, keep winning. Keep winning for Timmy. That's all I got. Okay. We good? Yeah, I think we're good. We Gucci. All right. In that case, that's it for our show, everybody. We appreciate you tuning in. Hey, if you uh, like the show, head over to iTunes or the uh, podcast app of your choosing. Leave a little rate and a review. Uh, Let us know what you think about it. Uh, feel free to comment with any feedback you have on Facebook, be it the Coronation si- uh, Facebook page or the Five Heart Podcast Facebook page. Uh, you can also follow the show at uh, Five, the number Five Heart uh, Podcast on Twitter, and of course, 
coordination is uh, uh, very visible in social media, posting numerous times a day, and especially on during games and things like that with live commentary. Uh, but that'll do it for this episode of the Five Heart Podcast, episode number 117. Uh, and we appreciate you listening and, and sharing with your friends and the Husker fans in your life. For myself, Greg Mahochko, for Haas Ryder, and for John Dam Johnson, we remind you this week and every week that Five Heart is all the heart you need. John? Go Big Red, win the NIT. Hire the mayor and win the damn offseason. <laughs> this is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. <laughs> <laughs>